When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to Garibaldi Reds, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. I'm Max Sage, your host, and as Forest really did have a blue Monday in January yesterday, the club was charged by the Premier League for breaking financial rules and referred to an independent commission over the alleged breach of profitability and sustainability regulations, otherwise known as PSR and FFP. Today, I'm joined by football finance expert and chief business football writer for Reach PLC, uh, Dave. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining me. Um, I suppose this is a really kind of difficult subject, and I'll openly admit that, that I don't know a great deal about it. Um, I suppose, first of all, just to kind of break it down to the Forest fans and, and our listeners, what does PSR and, and, and the whole financial regulations actually mean for football clubs? It's effectively it was brought in um, at the start of the 2013-14 season. It was effectively brought in following the issues which uh, Portsmouth had, um, whereby it was such heavy spend, took them to, uh, took them to Europe and, the, and an FA Cup triumph. But ultimately, it was, was unsustainable in relation to the, the business model of the football club. So they were ushered in these new rules. Um, they've kind of changed a little over time, but the, the, the kind of the headline is really it's you know, it's permitted 105 million pounds over a three-year reporting period. Um, now that is only that 105 million is only permitted provided there's um, there is kind of a commitment from ownership um, to funding losses. So that could be through um, through kind of in, increased capital put into the football club. Um, but also, only the 105 million only applies across um, if three Premier League seasons. So, Nottingham Forest issue, for instance, is two of the three seasons they're being um, assessed for. They spent in the Championship, so their overall permitted loss is is, is 61 million, I think, um, as opposed to the 105. So, um, so yeah, it's designed to try and put some element of some guardrails around spending in the Premier League, but. Those arguing against it would say that what it does is is hobble the element of competition and, and being able for, for for clubs outside of the the so-called big six to be able to to spend to bridge that gap that revenue gap through owner funding um, and it's you know it, it probably isn't fit for purpose at the moment because that 105 million permitted allowance for for losses has been the same since um, since it was introduced so. What you have is, you know, we have a thing called inflation, which means that everything else goes up. Um, players' wages have risen exponentially. Transfer fees have risen exponentially. The cost of just keeping the lights on um, at football stadiums uh, has risen exponentially. So there's lots and lots to consider um, in all that. And I imagine some of these will be mitigating circumstances for, for football clubs, which they'll argue against. But um, but the long and the short of it in the, the Premier League position is if you everyone signs up and agrees to these rules when they become a member of the Premier League, and it's up to the clubs to comply with them. So, um, so that's the Premier League's position on it. Yeah, um, it's, it's very complex, isn't it? I, I, I suppose when we look at 
at Forest case and, and of course charged alongside Everton yesterday the Premier League announced both clubs released statements Everton slightly different to Forest Forest basically ac accepted the charge as such and said that they would comply uh, for a fair regulation uh, and also hiring a, a top sports lawyer uh, to try and have a defence and, and mitigation Dave can you just give us kind of an overview of, of Forest charges you mentioned there about them being in the championship and obviously it, it, it differing because we've had those two seasons in the Championship and then one in the Premier League. What is it actually that that, that Forrest are alleged to have breached? Um, it will be uh, breaching that £61 million, but the, largely, I mean, it pretty much, come, in Forrest's case, it comes down to player trading, whereas in Everton's case, um, they are their issue has been heavy losses sustained through um, the, the stadium build at Bramley Moor Dock, uh, and, and Everton's argument for a long time has been that the interest um, on that stadium and the, and the financing of the stadium should be an allowable deduction. So every club's allowed a certain allowable deduction when they take away from their PSR position. So in Forest's case, that could be you know heavy investment in the academy where they went up to Cat One, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Um, which is you know that's money which they can deduct from 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 their losses. Um, investment in the women's team, investment into the infrastructure around um, this, whether it's a city ground or, or training bases or retail units or anything like that. Um, but in Forest's case, it's pretty much going to be linked to that heavy transfer spend that they underwent um, in the summer of 2022, now, wasn't it? Um, when they first came up, um, well, returned back to the, the top flight first time since 1999. So, and for such a big club and um, with such a wealthy owner, I mean, it's it's not an issue around funding. I mean, Evangelos Maranakis has the money and the wherewithal to, to be able to fund these losses. It's it's not particularly, you know, huge. But in terms of the PSR position, they they bought so many players. And while, obviously, the, the, the term amortisation has, has, has kind of ingrained itself in the football-loving um, psyche, I think, over the past couple of years, um, basically, it's you, you, you don't you, the way you expense a transfer isn't the money going out straight away. It's um, it's it's how much it costs per year um, when you when you kind of average that over the life of a contract. So I I, I roughly totted up Forest's um, amortised costs at around thirty five million for that summer. That was working on the assumption of some of the, the, the details between the public domain around contract length, but it also only applies to guaranteed sums. So. Amortised costs wouldn't apply to Morgan Morgan Gibbs White's full amount of his transfer fee immediately, um, but yeah, it's related to transfer spend and the fact that during that period, Forest didn't weren't able to sell um, <clears throat> anything like the kind of players they needed to to be able to offset that extra spend because while they reduced the um, the outgoings in terms of the players who left, the players they brought in were probably on two, three, four times the wages, so the wage bill has shot up enormously and um, from the position it was in the championship add to add into that the amortized cost and i think they were already paying around seven and a half million pounds um in the last set of accounts in terms of amortization each year so that's probably leapt up to it could be close to 50 when, by the time we see it uh in the, in the next published set, set of published accounts so so yeah it's basically for, for, for forest it's down to player trade and the fact that they've tried to spend um to preserve the lucrative nature of being a member of, of the Premier League. Um, and they, I think, were probably expecting to sell Brennan Johnson during that window um, or during that financial period. But the offers weren't particularly strong um, when they came in, certainly not at the level they were expecting um, to receive, like they did, like they, offered, they got for Tottenham, which they ended up selling in, in September, I think it was. Yeah. Um, 
which means that it doesn't account for this period we've just been assessed for. So there are mitigating factors in there, um, but in, in Forest's case, it, it comes down to um, spending to try and remain a Premier League club. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned there, that that mad summer window that, that Forest had thirty signings pretty much over the course of the first season back in the top flight, two hundred and fifty million pounds spent on new signings. When people try and argue that, do you think do you think Forest will be will be breached here, Dave? And do you think that you can completely see kind of why and it's justified given given that huge amount of money spent and and potentially the lack of of structure off the pitch in terms of the ownership for Forest. It's difficult, and I don't want to preempt what the decision of um, an independent commission might be, but I do think, given the fact that Everton will land with a ten-point deduction, um, which I do think will be reduced on appeal, um, and, and my own personal view, it's not one provided with any any particular insight into 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 the process at all in an in the independent commission, is that the points deduction, even with this current um, deduction, they have. Factoring in the new charge, I still think they'll they'll have a point deduction which will be less than what they are dealing with at present. But that's just my own personal view. And um, I think Forest, um, I do think you, there has to be some kind of uniformity around it. So I think unless they've got a very very strong case to make, I mean the breach is is I don't think it's been really you know I think the breach is almost accepted, um, but it's the manner of what you know how they've got there which is is a is a bone of contention. So. That the, the position will probably be to try and um, work down to a, a punishment which is kind of commensurate to the crime, I suppose. Um, and that's that's what they'll be focusing on. So Brennan Johnson will be a key a key feature, I think, and theme in, in, in what they're going to try and present to the commission. Um, but it, ultimately, Everton's punishment was largely through the stadium losses, and they couldn't attribute those other costs. But they did have a, a summer of spend um, under Frank Lampard at Everton, and that was looked on quite dimly at a time when they were battling with PSR already. Now, Forest haven't got previous PSR issues, with, so it's not like they've been warned prior. They've taken a bit of a flyer, I think, in terms of the summer transfer window at a time when they probably didn't think the Premier League was going to come down so hard on um, breaching those rules. I think Everton's punishment has been a surprise for a lot of clubs. So I think that Forrest will expect some kind of punishment. Um, whether it arrives in the terms of financial punishment or, or competitive punishment, I suppose it depends on... I think it will depend on the severity or the, the, the way that Everton are able to appeal and whether they get success over that. If they're able to prove a case... I think that will then determine and have a knock-on effect in terms of what happens with Forrest and their own case. Because I think the view has been pretty wide held that um, it was it's been a severe punishment for Everton, uh, and to hand that down again, especially when you've got the spectre of Manchester City having 115 charges, um, maybe the Premier League have painted themselves into a little bit of a corner over this. And um, the Richard Masters a while ago made the suggestion that it could be, you know, there's there's no guidelines for what punishment is with, with PSR as a thing. There's no hard and fast rule. There's been a suggestion made from, from Richard Masters, the Premier League CEO, previously that um, perhaps it should be a six million, uh, a six sorry, a six point penalty for the breach, and then a million pound for every five million pound that a club is over the breach. And I I, I don't know that I, I wouldn't like to guess what the the size of the breach is for Forest, um, because I've not had any kind of you know been able to dig down into what their accounts position is um, for last year and what it might look for this year, and I don't want to kind of preempt that. But 
Um, but I imagine, given that Everton have suffered punishment, um, Forrest will suffer the same, especially given the fact that signing those players effectively is seeking um, a competitive advantage over your rivals um, on the pitch. And that's, you know, that, that's kind of, you can't really argue against that. Um, but it's whether or not the severity of the Everton punishment is really warranted and whether that gets driven down and maybe Forrest get. Um, maybe it is a couple of points um, and a slap on the wrist and a fine and I don't know some kind of transfer embargo. I don't know. That's just that you know these are there is no guidelines though. So it's you know effectively I could be making it up on, on on the fly the same as the Premier League do. So, um, but yeah, I think if Evan had been punished, I think Forrest can probably expect um, some punishment. Whether or not it's the same, I don't know. But um, I imagine that the Premier League won't look too too favourably on such a heavy spend when they haven't really managed to get too many players out the door, even though um, the Brennan-Johnson defence um, may play some part. I think Everton made the case that they didn't want to sell the Charlton uh, in the year when they, the previous three-year reporting period at the time they did because they felt they could get more money for him by selling him um, outside of the financial year. But that was rejected um, at the time by the Premier League. So I don't know what kind of view they'll take on, on Brennan-Johnson. Yeah, you mentioned there, Brennan, of course, the club uh, arguing that if they sold him before the deadline to submit the accounts, then it would have been obviously uh, significantly lower and, and they wouldn't be in this situation. Now, is that is that justifiable, Dave? Is is is, is that something that, that Forrest can just argue or, or is that not strong enough in terms of a defence? What kind of other things could we see from see from the from the legal team that that that, that Forrest will have in place? There probably is a, a case to be made there. I mean, but ultimately, the clubs know the rules when they start, and it's up to them to conform with the rules uh, inside that timescale. That's that's the Premier League's position on it, and that's that's kind of not really changed. But in, I suppose that the, the defence from Forest's point of view could be that we would be risk selling a player for, well, what I think the offers at the time were 25, 30 million that they were receiving yeah. during that. That initiative, which would have taken them into the current financial year, they felt that was far lower, and they were justified by, in terms of a, from a financial point of view, I mean they got another seventeen, say seventeen and a half million pounds on top of, on top of that. Um, you're getting on to kind of double um, what they would have got. And from a financial point of view, is that punishing Forest for trying to do the best for the football club just to conform with these rather arbitrary um, set of rules and regulations that are in place over these this hunt to comply with this sixty-one million pound figure? Um, that is, is is a position they'll take, um, I'm sure. And, and they probably do have more weight to their argument than Everton did with Richarlison. And that felt like a little bit of a Hail Mary throwing that in there. That they wanted, they thought they could get more outside the financial year. I think the uplift in what Forrest got from what they were offered inside the financial year, which would have actually probably taken them within the threshold and avoided them um, running the risk of breaching PSR, um, they've kicked it over into the next year, which um, which means that they could face punishment for it. Yet it's a decision made in the best interest financially of the football club. So um, it's a difficult one. I imagine they've probably got a fairly decent case to to make. Certainly more than Everton had. Do you think that that that, that Forest will have a similar points deduction to Everton? We're looking at, at, at ten points probably. No, I think that ten points. I'd, I'd, um, again, it's his personal opinion. I think it was seen as draconian and, and, and completely overzealous um, on the behalf of the independent commission. They've kind of taken a, a suggestion of six points and then a million pounds, a, a point for every five million over the PSR 
limit has has kind of taken it and run with it really um it is it doesn't seem to fit the um the crime really um so i imagine on appeal um if everton is successful in driving that down which and the, again just personal personal viewpoint i think you know i think halving it would probably feel like a success for everton in some respects and probably feel like maybe a reasonable punishment 10 points given the fact that it's the biggest points deduction in premier league history and the rules which um were brought in and the rules which are brought in to stop another issue like portsmouth happening portsmouth were only deducted nine points when they went into an administration um back in 2009 10 um so effectively, Everton have been given a bigger points deduction than Portsmouth got. And Portsmouth are the kind of ground zero test case for this whole thing, the reason why we have the rules in the first place. Um, there should be, it is a pun, punishment is needed for these type of things, otherwise no one will take heed of the rules. But also there has to be reasonable punishment. So you are effectively, um, with 10 points and a possible additional points penalty of Everton on top of that, you are condemning these clubs to possibly relegation from um, the Premier League, uh, which means a huge drop in revenue, which means lost jobs for people that work at the football club, which means potential for even more chaos to be created in the EFL. And there's already issues around that. I mean, Richard Masters appeared before a parliamentary select committee today to talk about, uh, alongside Rick Parry, the chief executive of the EFL, to talk about financial, the deal financial deal between the Premier League and the EFL and whether that's fair and how that needs to be revamped and more money needs to come down to the pyramid. Um, Premier League are going to probably, you know, probably looked on a fairly dim view that they're sending clubs back down um, with heavy losses, um, which otherwise would have been stemmed had they remained part of the Premier League. Um, mm. So there's one of the issues there. Also, the the PSR rules are likely to change in the next year or so. Um, Premier League will have a meeting over that in February. They've already kicked proposals around to every member club, and they're probably going to go into a um, model which is more akin to what UEFA do, so a squad cost ratio rule, so whereby how much the squad, um, the cost and, and transfer costs and uh, wages in line with the revenue of the club. So that's that way it's going to go it will struggle to work in the in the, in the championship i think because um the squad cost ratio is running at 95 to 120 percent so that's very difficult but in that's not something which is imminent it's going to be you know it'll be discussed in february then the camera will get kicked down the road again and then we're probably looking at another couple of years before that's implemented but there are a few things coming down the tracks mitigating circumstances etc that might give forest a um a leg up in any legal defense is it unfair, I suppose, that, that clubs like Forest and, and Everton get punished for, for just trying to compete every year with the quality gap that, that gets bigger and bigger from the likes of City and United and, and teams in the top six, really? Yeah, you know, and I, I can want this from a point of view. In my, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Chester fan, so um, my, uh, you know, I have very little skin in the game when it comes to the big six or anything. But um, yes, I do agree to a, um, to a point around... People have, I mean, Everton certainly spent um, over a period of time to try and bridge the gap between themselves and the top six um, ahead of revenue. But the problem is, eventually, you have to find the revenue to fund the spend. Um, Everton haven't been able to do that. And I think, you know, Forest coming into the Premier League, they want to stay there. They want to, I mean, 
look at the amount of time it took them of being away from the Premier League. What was it, 22 years? 23, 23, 23 years. years um, away from the Premier League. This is a football club that won two European Cups um, and is one of English football's um, most storied, most famous football clubs. And for people of a certain age, probably, and I probably can include myself in that, um, they are a club, along with the likes of Leeds, who are, in reality, for me, a, kind of a, a bigger side than the likes of Chelsea. But that's, you know, in, in terms of um, size, scale, and what they kind of mean to their local communities and, and, and history as well. And, and this is, we're going, you know, we were talking before kind of the Premier League days there, but um, Forest feel like, like Everton, a club which dominated the 1980s, they have kind of effectively been shut out of the modern game and the ability to challenge and, and have those experiences again, or at least just challenge the, the elite and, and make it more of a, a level playing field. But the problem is revenues are already baked in, so it's very difficult when you've got Manchester City being able to post revenues of 700 million um, and the likes of Everton and, and Forest revenues in the 150 to 200 million per year. You know, That's a big, big gap to try and close. And... Um, PSR doesn't help that um, in any way, shape, or form. Really, maybe there should have been. Maybe there should be a levy on what clubs can spend um, coming up from the Premier, coming up from the Championship to try and establish themselves um, by way of I don't know. Maybe owners put put some money uh, in kind of an escrow account that um, that kind of backs up a position of I don't know an extra twenty million or something that they're allowed to spend for clubs coming up um, if, if owners want to commit to that. But that's just you know it's just I'm just spitballing ideas here, but. Um, while the rules are the rules, yes, I, I understand that, and everyone knows the rules at the start. Um, there is a fact that there is a drawbridge, and it's been pulled up quite some time ago for for the rest of the clubs. Um, and even Newcastle, owned by the richest sovereign wealth fund uh, on the planet, um, cannot bridge that gap without raising revenues first. Now they'll be able to do it quicker than most because they'll be able to lean on. Um, simpatico relationships they have in the Middle East with with firms in Saudi, except what they've done to for a start already. But ultimately, a lot of it comes down to player trading and, and investing in academies. Really, is the best way for these clubs to um, improve their position. But the problem is, even the big six are doing it. Chelsea, Manchester City, Chelsea have been able to circumvent um, PSR rules this year, despite spending you know the GDP of a small country. On, um, on transfers, they've been able to get around it because of their player trading model. And, and they've sold players who are academy products, which means your money comes in immediately. It comes in immediately anyway for a player sale. You can book that as an account, you know, from an accounting perspective. Any player sold, that money can count into your account straight away. Um, but when it's an academy player, it's just pure profit. It's over and above any. Um, any profit that you need to make first to pay down the previous book value that existed for players on the book. So, so Brennan Johnson, for example, uh, academy player, that's forty-seven and a half million pounds straight into Forest's back pocket. Um, now, finding more Brennan Johnsons would vastly improve their um, their PSR position, but they don't come around all the time, and it's very difficult to find. And moving, you know, moving to Cat One status will help find a few more of those, but will they find enough to bridge that gap? No. So it's about it's about there needs to be a way forward to try and find a way that other clubs can compete uh, in some way, shape or form, but the current model isn't it. Um, and 
I think probably Everton and, and Forrest can probably feel aggrieved for having a temerity to, to have a dream. Forrest set to find out kind of the points deduction and actual punishments if we have been alleged to have, have, have breached this. Uh, that will be middle of April. Is it April the 12th? Yeah, before the end of before the end of April, I think is that when it's expected to be be um, be heard and settled. They need to. I mean, it will be done and done. So the, the appeals process has got to be heard. I think in the next for Everton, it's got to be heard next few weeks. That will then kick into gear everything else because the the Everton appeals process will set the tone for what happens with Everton and Forest um, because it effectively it might rewrite the 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 rules and guidelines to which they were working towards to to put them on a more fairer fairer sound of footing so maybe that's beneficial for, for Forest, maybe not but yeah I mean there'll be a point deduction if it is coming this year um, but it's whether or not you know it's a heavy one or whether it's a, the same as Everton have got right now remains to be seen my um, my hunch is that it will probably be less and Everton's will be less um, and they'll probably still end up with a point deduction less than what they have now even with two charges but that's you know that's just me Um purely working on um on, on a hunch really but it will it will come to a head anyway um in the by, by the before the end of the season as always if you've enjoyed this podcast garibaldi red remember to drop us a like subscribe on youtube follow us across spotify and apple podcasts and leave us a review if you do enjoy it it helps massively and a reminder uh, our exclusive interview with mark warburton was out uh, yesterday so be sure to check that out uh, that's across youtube and all your normal audio problems big thanks to mark for his time spent with us uh, and a really good listen if you fancy taking your mind of Forest's financial fair play rules. We will see you next time. Fingers crossed Forest can get through to the FA Cup fourth round after their replay against Blackpool tomorrow. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. What are you doing?